Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Takes over, Faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. Shout, I am. Hallelujah. Remain standing if you would. Go to Judges chapter 3. We welcome those watching at all of our campuses. I want to say this to the 9 a.m. experience. Y'all going to have to get more crunk. Now, let me translate for those of you that are not familiar with what the word crunk means. Uh, it is a hip-hop colloquialism, which simply means excitable. You understand? Now you the one came. To, you the one chose to came to the early experience. Now don't be coming up in here giving God your leftovers because you tell me I'm so tired. Well, you need to take you a five hour, or get you some Red Bull. But Bishop, they say, well, listen, God says, don't you be coming here with no half put together praise because you tell me about you tired. But I don't know the song. Look at the screen and look at the words and just mouth them. See, because it's amazing. When you was in the world, you didn't have no problem moving to the beat. You didn't even have to like the song, you start moving. And all of a sudden, you, you're a Christian, but I am not familiar with this particular selection. Look here. Don't come up in here with all that. Look at your neighbor say, increase your crunkness. Put that on the DVD. Judges chapter 3, Judges chapter 3. I'm serious, too. I'm going to give y'all a shout. I'm going to stand up here and look at y'all worship doing the offering song. And let me catch somebody in that crunk. Lock the door. <laughs> Judges chapter 3. And I'm serious because here's the deal. How is it that everybody else gets your best and then God gets your, well, I'm just, you know. No, no, it ain't going down like that. No. Judges chapter 3, verse uh, my computer says verse 77. I'm sure I mean verse 7. But if y'all was crunk, the computer would have been right. Judges 3, 7. So the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and went to serve Baals and Ashtoreths. Watch this. They did evil. What is evil? Contrary to. They became contrary to God. 
Why? Because they forgot. They forgot that it was him that got them out of that storm. They forgot that it was him that kept them from losing their mind. They forgot. Touch your neighbor and say, don't forget. One more scripture I want you to see. Go to Hosea 4.6. You know this one. You've heard it before, but there's a part of it I want to illuminate for you today. Hosea 4.6. Children of Israel did evil. They were against God because they forgot him. Isn't that something that the thing you can sometimes claim to be the dearest, the nearest thing to you, you forget about? Hosea 4.6. Look at what it says. My people, the world. No. No. His people. Uh, 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 folks out there that don't serve God. No. His people are destroyed. Now, now check this out. You can be a Christian and still live a destroyed life. Because he says my people are what? Destroyed. Why? For a lack of knowledge. But listen, it ain't because you ain't been taught. <laughs> it's because you have rejected knowledge. So then check out God's response. Therefore, parenthetically inserted, I will reject you for being priests for me. Now, priests do what? They go to uh, uh, God on behalf of the people. Now, we are made kings and priests as part of our new covenant, which means we can go to God directly. So God says, I'm going to remove your ability to come to me directly because you have forgotten the law of your God. Now, literally here, he's talking about Torah because he's talking to Hebrews. But for us as the church, what he's saying is you forgot what you were taught. And since you've forgotten what you were taught, I'm going to forget your kids. But all of this came from one action, forgetting. Touch your neighbor and say, whatever you do and whatever you're going through, don't forget. Father, I ask that you hear me. I ask that you would tailor make, customize this word for us, your people now, as we walk in those things that you have ordained. I declare that there's a people rising up in this house that will not forget, that will not back down, that will not put up or shut up, but will stand flat-footed for the kingdom of God. I speak life in this place in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We won't forget. That's why we, we, we increase our praise and our worship and we get involved. Why? Because we haven't forgotten that if it had not been for the Lord that was on us. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. Touch that neighbor again as you make your way to your seat. Tell them, don't you forget, don't you forget, don't you forget. Uh, in this series, we've been having a parallel conversation about the, yes, the best is yet to come, not only for you as an individual, but for our church. And the truth is, redundancy is often uh, the best teacher. So I want you to say this again. The best, the best. is yet to come. Yes. Say it again like you really are convicted by it. The best, the best. is yet to come. Which means the greatest chapters of your story have not been written yet. Uh, the greatest days of your life you've not lived yet. You haven't driven your nicest automobile. You've not lived in your best place. You've not experienced your best days. You've not had your best income. You've not had the best because the best is still yet to come. And what makes a great book is not all of the good chapters. What makes a great book is when you see somebody have to go to hell but come back from hell. I wish you'd tell somebody the best is yet to come.
The best is Zoe, as we've been looking at in this series, which means life. Jesus said, I am come that you may have Zoe or may have life. And we discovered in this series that there are four components to life. There is not just one word in scripture that is life. There are four components dealing with eternal life, dealing with the power to endure, dealing with uh, vitality and so on and so forth. He came that we may have it, not that we would have it, which tells us it's a choice. Look at your neighbor. You got about seven more look at your neighbor. So if you don't like them, you ought to move now because you're going to be talking to them a lot. Look at them and tell them it's a choice. Now, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this. In school, uh, you could study and plan and prepare uh, uh, and do all of that when you knew you were getting ready to have a test. How many people, uh, you know what I'm talking about? You could study and you could cram and scram and spam and all the rest of it to try to get the information in. And uh, even uh, though you knew the answers to a test after all of that preparation, has anybody ever sat down when it's time to take the test and all of a sudden the answer you knew yesterday all of a sudden while you testing you forgot I'm going to help somebody in here. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that even though you knew the answer, you were not able to articulate it in the moment that you needed it the most. And what good is your knowledge is when you need it the most, you can't access it. I wish you touch somebody and say, don't you forget. Even though you knew the answer because you couldn't show it, many times it would cause you to have to repeat tests that you really knew the information to, but because when you got in the heat of the test, you couldn't perform. Oh my God, I'm talking to somebody here. And it's true in life. Don't choke and forget when your circumstances begin testing you. Don't you be like the children of Israel and forget what you're taught when you're in the middle of the test. Because what good is your knowledge if when you're getting ready to test, you forget everything? That's where the children of Israel found themselves. They, they forgot what was crucial when it was crucially needed. They forgot what was important when it was most important to know it. They forgot was, what was quintessential when it was most essential. And the truth of the matter is that's human nature. Human nature is to acquire lots of information. But when it is time to uh, use that information, all of a sudden we act like we have amnesia. You met people that act like they have amnesia. You had a conversation with them five minutes ago and all of a sudden now they're acting like you didn't just talk to them five minutes ago. And why are you looking at me with that tone of face? Look at your neighbor and say, don't forget. So when you're testing, the issue becomes, what is it then, Bishop, that I need not to forget? Because watch this, sometimes when you're taking a test, if you're a wise test taker, you understand the power of deductive logic. Which means I may not know every answer, but I can so remove and deduce what ain't the answer. I, I got this interactive thing the other day, they sent it to me in the mail, and it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's, it's who wants to be a millionaire, but it's for your home. And so you, you talk to the, the, to the, the and it's amazing, the technology, you, it, it, it didn't have all these buttons and things before and and now you don't even have to touch a controller you can speak to it and say xbox turn on xbox take me to this and go to this and do that and wave your hand at it and it, it's just amazing the technology and so i was playing uh, the game yesterday because i you know I, I i'm a learner and so i like to grow and so i'm playing the game and they're asking questions i'm saying i don't know how anybody has the answer to that i said but here here's what i figured out since this ain't no real game show, it ain't no cameras, I don't find any reason for me not to be able to use my iPad to get the answer. 
And then for after a few rounds of that, I said, okay, that ain't right. That ain't right. I need to put it away. I said, I just need to test on what I know, even though what they're asking me don't nobody know. And so I put it away. I closed it up. And so I started going. And so I was able to say, well, I know it's not that. And I know it's not that. So if there's only four possible choices, I, I, I've now increased my odds from 0% to 50%. I know it's not those two. So it's got to be one of those two. And then I said, well, thank God for grace and mercy. Called a lifeline. Because I'm going to ask the audience. What's the point? When you are taking a test, there are certain key things that you cannot forget. First of those things is your core values. Your core values. Uh, as a church, we have core values. We have 10 of them. Core values are the root. They are the core of who you are. The real you is found in what you do, not what you tell people you do or who you say you are. It's found in what you do. Because one of the things we've talked about in this series is what we believe is found in what we do and what we do confirms what we believe, which means it's disingenuous to say you are something, yet you do something contrary to what you say you are because that's not really who you are. Who you are is what you did. Did you get that? Now watch this, watch this, watch this. We have 10 core values as a church, and these values are the values that the scripture teaches that we as individuals should have, which means subsequently these aren't a separate list of values for the church. These are the same set of values you should have for your life. Which means this, you don't come to harvest. It means because you walk these values out, you are harvest. Oh, my God, I wish I had somebody here. Can we have a quick review of those ten real quick? Just a, just a quick review. The first one is we are united under our visionary. Can, can, can I just read it to you? Uh, we are built on the progressive vision that God has given our bishop me. Uh, we will aggressively defend our family-like unity and that vision. We are one people doing something great for God. I wish you look at your neighbor and say, we are one. Uh-huh, yeah, and see, we don't tolerate discord and dysfunction and all that up in here, and you ought not tolerate that in your life. If you got folk in your life ain't going the direction you're going, my question is, why are they still on your boat? You got to be crazy to know they are Jonah and leave them on the boat. Maybe you don't know the story of Jonah. Jo Jonah messed up the whole trip for everybody, and, 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 and eventually Jonah had to get out of the boat. When he got out of the boat, he went down, and that's when he was swallowed by the fish. And some people you need to feed to the fishes. Because if they're not going the direction you're going, the scripture says, Matthew 18, 19, wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. Which means this very powerful principle. With the power of agreement, anything can be done. You can agree on something wrong and it still get done because you agreed on it. Which means this, if you got people in your life that are contrary to what your core is, why in the world would you keep them there? Are you hearing what I'm saying? God makes a powerful point. He says, Gideon, I can do more with 300 than I could with tens of thousands because the 300 were in agreement. The 300 were united. I'll get more done with them than I will with all the rest of them suckers. The other values, we are committed to being 100%. We're 100% givers, 100% debt free. Say, that's me. 100% favored, 100% loving, 100% blessed, 100% excellent. We're committed to not just talking church, we're committed to being church. The third one says we're all about people. People matter to God and they matter to us. Jesus told us to go into all the world and make disciples. So we unapologetically celebrate the decisions for Christ we see and the harvesters that are actively serving in the dream team and the lives that God changes through our church. We celebrate that. We the fourth one, you know this one. We're not here to take sides, but we, 
Uh-huh. In order for us to rescue our region with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can't think small nor try to make sanctimonious religious people feel comfortable. We set big goals, take big steps, and watch God move. I wish there were some takeover people in this church. I wish there were some people that said, I, I, I didn't come here to play games. I didn't come here to even get uh, fans and get people to like me. I came because the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by Look at your neighbor. I want you to do something. Hit, hit them on the hit the back of their chair. Hit the back of their chair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me tell you what you're doing. What you're doing is making sure what's in there is a bone and not jelly. Hit it again. Say, I speak a bone back there. That's what takeover people do. Takeover people are able to stand up against all contrary winds and all contrary circumstances and say, if anybody's going down, I'm here to tell you it ain't going to be me. If it's going to touch your neighbor, say, take over. The fifth one, we are a kingdom church. We believe God didn't create us to be average, but to be kings and priests, furthering his influence in the seven areas of society, of business and family and arts and entertainment and spirituality and media and education and government. The sixth one, I taught these before in our series core. That's why I'm going through them expeditiously. We honor God, we honor our leader, and we honor one another. We believe that the scripture teaches us to give honor to God, to our bishop, and to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. The seventh one, we are community transformers. Think about this, that the city's government calls us when there's a need in the city. That's not something we're praying and hoping. That's something they do. We understand that it's not about us, but about reaching people. We don't accept the status quo in our region. And can I be honest about this region? This region, as it relates to spirituality, has is, is been hijacked. It's been hijacked by crazy, weird, uh, 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 extraterrestrial, extra t- uh, uh, textual, all kinds of crazy spiritual quacks and weirdos and all kinds of things. And I said, God, out of all the places you could have put me, why don't you put me in a place in the south where they like church? God, I'd be looking at 15,000 people now. Can I be just honest? I'm just saying the truth. God, I'd, I'd have a super mega. Wouldn't there be no mega? I'd be super mega. I wouldn't even have to preach half what I preach here. I'd just get up and say, God is good, number one. God is, loves you, number two. Number three, lift your head up. Everybody stand. This man is preaching. He said, I put you there because there's some crazy stuff going on around there. And I need somebody that's going to be able to stand up and somebody that's going to not accept the status quo in that region. Are you still here? The eighth one, we don't believe that there is a box. We don't believe that we can win our region using 8-track ministry while we're living in an iPod, iPad, iPhone, ITV. It's coming summer world we will be intentionally creative and innovative our limits are what the bible gives us and no other some may disagree and let them do what they need to do i'm not studying them but they can't argue with the fruit of changed lives we will not cater to personal preferences in pursuit of our mission the ninth one we're known for what we're for we, we refuse to be a church that's no we're against this we don't believe in this we're against this we're against that how's that been working for the church 
When you talk to the average person on the street about what they believe a Christian is, and they believe Christians don't like this, Christians don't like this, Christians don't do this, Christians don't do this. Yet Christians do all the stuff they say they don't like. No, we want to be known for what we're for. We love all people and we'll speak vision and life over our people and the people of our region. We're going to lift up the good news rather than using this platform to condemn anybody. Because if we're going to start condemning, then you need to be the first amongst them being condemned. Because while you're sitting up in church, up in here today, let's be clear. It was some thoughts you had. It was some things you did. It was some places. You got some stuff. Look at your neighbor and say, you got some stuff. So before you sit up here trying to pontificate and call yourself junior bishop trying to lecture everybody else, you better make sure your own stuff. The tenth one, we are committed to making disciples and developing leaders. The word teaches that God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. To counteract that destruction, we believe that we must not only inspire but inform and educate believers from the womb to the tomb, when, from when you have no teeth to when you have no teeth. We are committed to making disciples and developing leaders to advance our mission. Those 10 core values you cannot forget when you're being tested because there's going to be an opportunity where you're going to feel self-righteous and want to judge somebody. And you got to remind yourself, number nine, I'm known for what I'm for. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It's going to be an opportunity where it feels like you're boxed in and you don't know how you're going to really make something happen. You got to remind yourself, number eight, I don't believe that there is a box. Who put the box there? Well, they said, well, who in the world is they? You're not hearing what I'm saying. It's going to be a time where you're not going to want to honor somebody you're serving with or somebody you come to church with. You got to remind yourself, number six, we honor God. We honor our bishop and we honor. I wish there were some people in this place. It's going to be some time where you want to slack and where you want to have to and where you want to put out lackadaisical foolishness. And you got to remind yourself, number two, I'm committed to being 100 percent. Say, don't forget my core values. But here's the second thing you can't forget. This is a battleship, not a cruise ship. Get to another way. This is not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. Here's one of the things that the children of Israel did. Is they, when they were riding high, see, that's why God can never trust them with, with prosperity for a long period of time. Because whenever they were riding high, they made the mistake called entitlement. They made the mistake called, I've arrived. And so God, whenever you get that kind of mentality, well, I, I deserve this. I, 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 this and this and this and me and this and me and my and I and this and that and all of that. God says, I got a way of showing you because you got on a cruise ship thinking it's time to vacation. I didn't put you there to have no vacation. I put you there so you could man your battle station. And the problem with your neighbor is they keep getting off their battle station and getting distracted with what's going on over here. But if you're going to be too legit to quit, and if the best is going to be yet to come in your life, you're going to have to say, I got to block all of that out. I got a battle station. I got to get on. Text your neighbor, say, stay at your battle station. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, therefore, let him who thinks he stand takes heed lest he fall, which means you're in your most vulnerable spot when you think you something. 
You're in your most vulnerable spot when you think you stand. You're in your most vulnerable spot when you think I've made it. Finally, I got the job I wanted. Finally, I got this I wanted. Finally, I got this I wanted. And the scripture says, you better take heed, baby, because that's when you're most vulnerable to fall. When you turn to trying to have a carnival cruise experience, the scripture says, that's when you're most likely to fall. God did not call us to do anything other than shake up this region. And God's called you to lead your sphere of influence, to lead them to totally. He's called you to do that right where you're at, on your job, with your friends, with your neighbors. And God says the reason you don't think it's important is because you got a cruise ship. Because you figured since you got what you need, to hell with them. And God says, but you didn't understand, this is not a cruise ship. And I'll dare you walk past somebody on the bus stop and not invite them to church. You don't know that that person may have been an angel. That God says, I was testing you to see. Oh, y'all don't want to get with me. That's cool. This is not a cruise ship. This is a battleship. Why'd you stop praying for your unsafe family members? I'll tell you why you stopped. You stopped because you got in cruise control. Because you figured as long as I'm good, they got to work their own salvation out. But can I tell you the only reason you're sitting up in here today is because somebody, somebody's mama somewhere, somebody's daddy somewhere, when you was acting crazy out in the streets, bumping booties and all of that, they were sitting at the house praying for you and saying, God, save them. God, take that taste of liquor out their mouth. I wish there was some folk in here that knew you didn't get here by yourself. You got here because somebody prayed for you. Don't stop praying for the unchurched and the de-churched you come in contact with. Don't stop telling them about Jesus. Don't stop telling oh, but they just ignore me. Well, forget what they're ignoring. Are you coming to please them or are you coming to please God? Telling them about the word, telling them about the church, saying, here's a CD, listen to this. I know you're going through that. And I did my pastor just talked about this this weekend. But Bishop, what if they throw it away? Well, then you made a $5 investment. Your funky $5 is... But I'm going to get to them and they're going to listen to it. Let me tell you something. You're making internal investments. And if God can't trust you to make a $5 internal investment to somebody, why in the world do you think he should bless you with anything? Are you still here? Got a little quiet in the church house. Third thing, and I'm through. Be careful what you pray for. Remember, we're talking about what you need to not forget when you're taking your test. First thing is your core values. Second thing is, don't forget this, this meaning your life, this meaning our church. It's not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. But the third thing is be careful what you pray for. Now, check this out. I don't mean that the way you think I mean it. Here's what you think I mean. Be careful what you ask the Lord for because you might just get it. I don't mean that. I ain't talking about that. There are things. Watch this. This shouted me yesterday. Shouted. Shouted is a ecclesiastical uh, uh, slang term that just simply means when God deposited the revelation, I shouted. So yesterday while I was driving and God deposited the revelation, 
I shouted. Therefore, that shouted me. Did you get that? Okay, so, so, so when, something, when something shouts you, 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 you can, when you go into the bookstore and you get in your CD and you talk, Ooh, and then, you say, child, that shouted me. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, no, no, watch this. There are things that you've prayed for and you didn't know that you were praying. Check it out. Luke 18, 1. Follow me very closely. The scripture says, don't turn there, write it down. Jesus says, men ought to always pray. Now, here's, here's the paradox, folks. How can I, out of the 24 hours in the day that I have, always be praying? I didn't pull over to the side of the road and get on my knees and get my prayer shawl and my prayer beads and my prayer cloth and, and say it to him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb, the most holy, omniscient, gracious, merciful one. Oh, God. Who created the heavens and the earth, the stars and the firmament. Unto him who took the fluid off my knee and made my bunion cease. Unto the lamb who was slain. You said, I didn't do all that. So what you mean I was praying? Jesus was making a powerful principle. When you become a believer, the scripture says the steps of the righteous. Now, when you become a believer, God gives you righteousness as a gift. So the steps of the righteous are what? Order. Which means I'm in constant, watch this, communion and communication with God. Even when I don't think I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him. Just because I didn't say our father who art in heaven, I don't, watch this. Can, can, I, can, I, tell you, can, I, can I tell you like this? Can I tell you like this? If you were talking with somebody this morning and you had to get off the phone real quick, your initial conversation, you said what? Hello? Watch this. Everybody do it. Watch this. But when you call them back, you don't say hello. You say, yeah. You say, all right. You, 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 you're going to get it in a minute. You say, like I was saying. You say, okay. You don't start a brand new conversation. Because when you started the first one, this one's just a continuation of the first one. So there's no need for me to say, our Father who art in heaven. I said that the first time. So I had to take a pause because I had to go and log in at work. But that didn't end our conversation. I'm going to help somebody in just a moment. So then how can a man be praying unless everything he does is considered prayer? The word pray means to ask or to communicate. Which means we're having continual conversation with God. Jesus, you, you, you're going to get it in a minute. Touch your neighbor say, stay with that man. Stay with that man. So if I'm having a continual conversation, so much so that when you repeat a conversation with somebody you started earlier that day, you don't say hello. You don't say hi, this is so-and-so. You don't do any of the formalities. You just pick up from where you left off. There was stuff you were praying for that you didn't know you were praying for 
Because you didn't realize you were still in continual conversation. As a man thinketh in his heart, his mind, so is he. Why? Because when you thought it, God says, I thought you were praying. You didn't get what I just said. My God, this is so much better than you are shouting. When you thought it, you just thought you were thinking it. But since you didn't say it, he didn't hear it. He heard it because he said, I thought we were picking up our conversation from earlier. So that's why I tell you to take every thought captive. Why? Because if you let that thought stay there, I'm going to consider that tantamount to you praying. Which means there's stuff you prayed for that you never opened your mouth for. You fought it and you got it. Jesus, I wish there was a church here that understood what I was saying. Which means if you allow the thought to stay, sometimes you're going to end up that way. Be careful what you pray for. Because you let an inappropriate thought get in your mind. And what you did is you let that thought stay there. And God says, I thought you were praying. Because we're in continual conversation. I didn't need you to say in Jesus' name. You did all of that when you started the initial conversation. That's why some stuff you'll get and you'll say, how is it? I was thinking this. Uh, let me give you this example and I'm through. Uh, Job said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. How is it that something he feared, internal, became something he experienced, external? Because God said, since you let it stay there, I thought you wanted it. My God in heaven, Lord, please give me some folk that hear the word. God says, Job, you thought about losing all of this stuff so often. I thought you wanted me to take it. Because since you let the stalk stay there, it became a prayer. That's why you got to be careful what you think and what you let yourself think about and what you let get in your mind. I wish there was a church and what you let get in your heart because God says, I thought you were praying when you let that happen. Thing I feared the most has come upon me. How'd it come? He prayed for it. I hope, I hope, Lord, I hope I don't fail. I hope I don't fail. I hope I don't fail. Lord, I, I just feel like I'm failing, Lord. I feel like I'm, feel like, I feel like it's, it's not working. God said, well, that's why I gave it to you. I thought that's what you wanted. You were praying for that. But I didn't say, our Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, you didn't have to. We picked up from our earlier conversation. Be careful what you pray for. Stand up on your feet. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car 
Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 